to the Hefshell Podcast. I'm your host, David Richards, and with me, as always, I'm happy to have Luca. Hello. And Moose. Hello. I no, like that to... was me mimicking <laughs> Luca's. What's up? Intel. Yeah, I was, I was just mimicking Luca's hello. That's, that wasn't a good idea, because uh, Luca had maybe the saddest hello <laughs> that he has ever done. And so for you to make this creative decision on the fly, I gotta say, this got us off to a bad start. So now I gotta overcompensate. Gotta have I that, like that excited, energy. But I'd like to think we have a good show. But we don't have a good <laughs> intro right now. It's all gone to shit. But no, nah, man, um, it's going to be good. We're going to be talking about today um, the next generation of gaming and what we hope to see out of it. Uh, to be honest, it's been a slow news week, and that may, may have led into the lackluster hellos from these two because there's not <laughs> much to be excited about it except for next week is going to be the week of new consoles. Because this week it's just been people talking about gigabyte sizes. I'm not going to lie. That's all I'm seeing. Gigabyte size and the controller do this, controller do that. And one of my early thoughts with like the, the controller news is that it's apparently the PlayStation 5 has an outstanding controller coming out. But if the controller is like the biggest thing with PlayStation 5, why didn't they just make a badass controller for the PlayStation 4, you know? But uh, uh, because it's time for a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, money. It's really. time that we improved. We spent too long not improving. Yeah. Now we want to. So essentially, and to kind of uh, go into a little more detail about that gigabyte stuff, apparently one of the gripes is that the PlayStation Five is going to have a one terabyte hard drive, right? However, the available space of that is reportedly only going to be around six hundred sixty-seven. So that's like about one Call of Duty and then like one other AAA game and then that's it. But you might be thinking, oh, but I can just use an external hard drive, right? Not exactly, because other reports are saying that it's not going to be compatible at launch and you're going to have to wait a little bit. So this just doesn't make sense at all. Not off to a good start in my opinion. Well, wait, maybe. Maybe, if we're optimistic, we can take this as a good sign because they know that the games on launch are going to be so good that they will occupy your time until uh, they release the feature that it should have been released with in the first place. Yeah, at ah, best, that's what they're banking on. At best, hopefully, it's like a January um, update kind of thing and then all is right yeah, like and normal, you know? Very early update. Yeah. I mean, with, with how big modern games are, you really. I don't know. It's it's almost it's almost sad that six hundred how odd gigabytes isn't enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it but it for a dedicated gaming machine for someone who is going to be buying and playing a lot of new games, you need more than six hundred. Which I, I mean, I kind of wish it wasn't that way. Um, you know, but that's just me being being picky and wishing that my lack of hard drive space was no inconvenience ever. So Yeah. I, I mean, think we can all relate to that on a deep spiritual level. 
on a, on a spiritual level, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Well, I mean, maybe maybe he's <laughs> just built so? different. He's a different gamer than you. He, yeah. he gets his spirits involved. Maybe if you did, you would win more. <laughs> that's right. That's that's what I'm. That's what I'm failing to do. Yeah, but that that really is all of the uh, all of the news surrounding these new consoles recently. Because because I think. I mean, you know, at the, at the original announcement, it's all, oh my goodness, what is it going to be able to run? What is it going to be like? So now, you you know, it. people are just eager for them to come out when they start talking about SSD space and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice, you know, if they had, like, saved some last-minute features to tell us or something, you know? Because this is just a little, uh, sad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, kind of pathetic. Not, not in the sense that 600 gigabytes is like pathetic i would say it's bad i wouldn't say it's pathetic but the fact that this is just what we have to talk about regarding the consoles um you know that is most generation changes there was like great grand technological leaps of like oh we're gonna be able to do this now that now and this now we don't really know all of what more we can do yet i mean we're gonna be talking about what we can hope we can do just based off of trends about how things did grow even more so in past generations. But right now it's like, Hey, things are sharper looking and we maybe can do frames rates that match PC. Now maybe it's not even guaranteed for a lot of games. And so, um, essentially what it boils down to, if we're honest with what we know right now, and it could turn out to be way more, but what it is right now is that load times will be, a thing of the past. Is that the only, like, is that worth getting excited over? I don't know. What does that mean for other kind of games? Like God of War, they already smartly designed their game to where there was no load screens, you know? So is this really a thing to celebrate or like, will they make their games bigger to where, yeah, you have load screens, but you also have a lot more awesomeness in video games, you know? I mean, Honestly, if you had gone to, I don't know, maybe like 10, 12-year-old me and said, yeah, next generation, man, no load screens, I would have thought that was like witchcraft, you know? Mm -hmm. And at this point, it's just sort of like, oh, that's cool, (laughs) you know? Because so many games either uh, handle loading really well in such a way that, like, it's you go back to the games of like a decade ago or, or more and you load pretty often and the load times are, are longer uh, for the most part, it feels like to me. Um, but today they're some relatively infrequent, like not that long, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're playing GTA five and you're trying to get into a race, in which case it's two years. But um, yeah. other <laughs> than that, yeah, <laughs> this, this just feels like a, I don't know if, if this was like a, a, new release version for the console you know rather than like a a new console but like uh it was like a software update right and this was in the patch notes this would be like one of those little ones that no one cared about you know like way down the list oh yeah we got rid of load times i don't know man i'm not not that loud i don't know how do you feel well, no, I, I agree i don't i don't think it's something that's particularly impressive nowadays just because we've been We've been working towards it incrementally in games, right? Like load times getting smaller and smaller has been a thing every game generation. That's something that they've always been trying to capitalize on. And we've gotten to the point with 
with some games, I remember, oh, this is going to, this, this might bring people, some, some memories back to people. I remember watching Tobuscus play Skyrim, right? And he couldn't even read the little text because he loaded so fast in Skyrim. And I said, oh, oh wow, I want to be like Tobuscus and have a fast computer, right? So we've been working towards it for, for decades at the point where load times are already so short. It's not hard to imagine no load times at all. Um, unless you're playing Rust without uh, an SSD, in which case load times are very real and upwards of 30 minutes. So with much of things, when they get more of a processing budget, uh, they just find more great things to put in there. So with that being said, let's say load times level back out to kind of what they are now. What awesome things would you guys like to see come out of this next generation? smell vision <laughs> Some people are trying, okay. to, trying to make it happen. Oh, gosh, I sure hope not. <laughs> I don't want to smell a Dark Souls game. Or Cyberpunk, I don't think. Or GTA, for that matter. I mean, I, I do kind of agree that they will find things to dedicate that increased resource to, and so we might end up with like noticeable load times um but i do i am a little bit dumbfounded as to what they're gonna gonna do you know um maybe they'll i don't know i guess they could use it to like in a lot of games uh animals and and people and plants and stuff are always repeated as, as they kind of need to be and i don't know maybe they'll just end up having more variety of models i, I don't procedurally know procedurally generated tree branches that's that what you're would saying. be cool Th that's the kind I of thing that would it. be cool <laughs> i see it I, I think that would be possible i just don't see it as something that people would notice you know <laughs> like they won't no notice until they look back at older the games. same yeah well, it's like I mean, playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and then going back to Red Dead Redemption 1. Um, Red Dead Redemption 1 looks like someone's college project, like a very ambitious college project. It looks <laughs> like a college project, nonetheless, just because of how empty the space is and how simple things are. Like, it's like, okay, so we have the player structures. Like, you don't even have, like, crates and stuff outside of things. It's just buildings in the player and then, like, flat sand kind of thing, you know? And then when you look at things now, like, the player itself will have nine to 10, 12 different things like the hat, the buckle, a watch or something, all these different bits and pieces that are their own object where before it was just kind of a set polygon painted over to look like a person, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get what you mean. And so, I mean, obviously there's going to be bigger population sizes in games. I would hope. And, one way I was thinking of it is maybe the difference will be what we used to um, see at like EA and the, how they present the game. Maybe finally that'll be the product on launch. Like whatever they show us on EA. So like bigger population sizes of one of the games. Um, God, what was it called? It's a failed game. Now um, the one where they're flying around, it was like Iron Man. What was that game called? Was it an Iron Man game? No, it wasn't oh, an Iron no. Man game. Um, oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Are you talking about... Um, Anthem, yes. Anthem, yeah. So oh, Anthem, that, um, wow. <laughs> so, like, they... Sh like, in their original video, 
they showed a crowd size and like all this stuff going on and like this great grand event happening like with these bigger um robot like structures and then i remember angry joe watching the thing and having his live reaction and, and like it hits him he's like none of this is actually going to be in the game is it because it's just too <laughs> cool and then sure enough none, like, of, it none was, of it was in the game because nobody could actually log on to the servers for the first three months <laughs> <laughs> well um and so like you ended up having smaller crowd sizes because i think they showed like a bustling crowd of like 12 to 20 people in like one shot and then on the game it was like four people walking around this little like little market thing oh my god and then um what the storm was was like this big intricate storm thing and then uh when the game version came it was like it rains it's just raining right now <laughs> that's all um yeah i don't know, i i guess uh what that ultimately ties into or what that ultimately means is just more detailed and immersive environments, yeah. Yeah. Because hopefully I, I what can they'll agree with dedicate that. a lot of the resources to. I don't I don't think that would harm a single game if little details, um, like Satanta in the chat is saying, cleaner weather physics, realistic time and season mechanics. I don't think having an immersive environment like that would be a detriment to a single game that I've that I've ever played. Um, it, it might not be necessary in some games, right? But even even Battlefield 1 had, you know, fog would roll in at certain stages or it would be rainy and then clear. And it affected gameplay slightly, you know, in fog, closer range weapons became a little bit more powerful. You could move your vehicles out in the open with relative safety. Planes became less of an issue. Um, but for the most part, it was just like, okay, wow, this is like a, a real battlefield and this battle is taking place over many hours not just you know a frozen in time little patch of sahara desert mm -hmm. so i i completely agree with that and i think that's something that's noticeable and worthwhile yeah um go on luca uh, i guess sort of in the same vein almost uh and i guess less important is i'd really appreciate it if in games the the ai uh for npcs was a little less simplistic than it tends to be going forward if we could improve that well, you know and with that i wonder how much is it processing power versus devs give a damn mm -hmm. you know um, well, yeah, I mean, when a game has, like... like I've, I've worked on projects before. Obviously, I've never made a AAA game. But there's definitely something to be said of a balance between just going ham with details versus, hey, we got to get this thing out. But um, there's things like that that I've thought about in the past of if you open it up to the community, you can easily have someone writing a bunch of um, dev stuff. Okay. Hold up. I got my Siri. AI taking over. So speaking of AI getting better, um, Siri needs to not maybe maybe podcast. this was the wrong thing to wish for, Luca. Have I, you ever thought of that? Like literally, no. we're talking about AI should be getting better, and then my iPad's like time to step up. 
I would like to join the conversation. It's like, I have a thing or two to say about that. Um, Jesus Christ. I literally turned off all the sounds, and the series still broke through the barriers. Anyways. I've got to avoid us sounding words now, I guess. Um, better AI, more in-depth stories behind them. Um, all of that will be on the devs to kind of take the time to write the stuff. So I wonder yeah. if at all the limitations of how much you can do would be a thing that affected their decision in the past. I would like to see more of it now. I mean, really, we're going to kind of get a glimpse through Cyberpunk because, you know, they're the details guy and they know that they were going to be coming out on um, PlayStation 5. And you can't say play, uh, you can't say the PC was going to limit them. So let's see kind of where they set the bar, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think there are some situations where AI being, you know, not necessarily stupid, but a little simplistic can be more fun. It just has to be the right kind of game. Um, yeah. If I'm on a mission where I'm supposed to protect an NPC, that NPC should, should just like piggyback onto me because I don't want to have to carry them, right? But um, Just Cause 2 is always a great example of AI that's kind of goofy and it makes it way more fun. You just hop on top of their cars and you just watch as they like swerve in and out of traffic and the the military police that come to come to kill you are ramping up other cars and crashing. So, you know, I I, I think some games would be worse if they were a little bit more realistic in that sense. Um I think a lot of them could just use an overall improvement to make it feel more alive, you know. None of these um oblivion conversations. I forget I forget what Todd Howard what what big program that was the immersive conversation mechanics that they implemented that did not work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Just to go back to what West was saying, I guess past a certain point with a lot of this stuff, you're probably gonna hit diminishing returns, you know. Um, and it, it I I wonder uh, if we'll see like attention paid to details that we like have not previously thought to or been able to because it's possible that with a lot of uh like aspects that we already have like you know the interactions with npcs or whatever we are at a point where um yeah sure we have like the the raw power to improve it but it's the immersiveness or 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 contribution to the games where where appropriate as Moose points out isn't really worth it for the increase like dev time and stress and having to basically put the time and stress into that rather than other things but i guess it's sort of hard to think of things that you haven't seen yet isn't it well yeah a lot of times enemies are pretty well pretty well coded um there's very few times where they aren't like i I know in in the call of duty franchise because they rely on online multiplayer so much they really do like the bare minimum making the enemy bots playable in a lot of cases but for the most part, it's not like enemies are running into walls and getting stuck on things and are just stupid. Sure. I think um, I want to get back to the AI part of this. But to kind of go back to what I saw in the comments earlier about the weather side of it. Some of us have talked offline about this in that, you know, each generation kind of has their gimmick of like, well, there's definitely advancements in this thing. So like last generation was definitely advancements in lighting. 
and then open world was like a big genre. Some games are open world that probably had no business being open world, but it was open nonetheless. And we've seen some things like with the RTX stuff going on and um, lighting and everything. And I can't, there's a more specific word for the sound and what they're doing with it. But sound seems to be the next frontier. And I think anyone would agree, anyone who knows anything about audio knows that audio is going to be king over visuals. Like visuals can be so-so, but if the audio is good, like it'll keep you into it. Um, if the audio is bad, people are not going to want to be a part of it. And Absolutely. Even like you can have like a lackluster FPS game that comes out. But man, if that like, if that reloading sounds just like you're actually reloading a gun and the gun sounds don't sound like the same explosion pop MP3 played over for every type of gun, you're going to want to stick around and play the game a little bit more, you know? At least that's how it was for me. Like, if the sound is right on these uh, FPSs, then I definitely want to play them more. So tying that into, like, the seasons and stuff, definitely more fleshed-out seasons and weather elements. I would love to see games that aren't scared to just, when it's the winter time in real life, it's the winter time in the game the whole time. Uh, Fortnite does a little bit of this, but they also kind of, like, it's not like a hard rule. Like, they will... Just have, they'll introduce some snow on the map. And then when they did all the snow, some people loved it. Some people hated it. Death threats were sent the whole night. Um, I would just love to see, instead of like what GTA, what they've done in the past, it was like Christmas week. It would be snowing a little bit in GTA. Um, I would love to see like a whole, like for two months on end or like a month and a half, like it's just snowed out the whole time and and, the, and how that completely changes the dynamic of the game and stuff. Um, I believe Forza did a little bit of that, but they kind of rotated the seasons regardless of what season it was. It was like every so a couple weeks or whatever. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. And then, um, I'm trying to think if there's any game that kind of just touched on trying to be good. Like, like the puddle physics were kind of nice with GTA and stuff when it came to rain and everything like that stuff was good. But I, mean, I just think that there's more that can be done or, I mean, destructibility. Let's talk about that. Battlefield, obviously a, a destructible game. Um, why can't there be, I mean, I feel like this is a PlayStation six request, but just imagine GTA but where the buildings aren't invincible. I was just going to mention something like that. And and not all buildings, because then, you know, I'd level a city in seconds, and then that'd yeah. be kind of lame. Um, but in, in Battlefield, what happens is some, Battlefield 1 at least, uh, some, some buildings were destructible, some you could break to a certain extent, some you could just break off features here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like with the ground, big explosions would create these foxholes, but they would only go so deep. Right? Yeah, you couldn't like tunnel to the center of the earth and then go mine for diamonds and change what game you're playing completely. Um, I think something like that would would do pretty pretty well in GTA. I I think it would be fun. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I mean, and if anything, let's say just so people don't log into the server, and it's like, okay, 
let's tear it all down again, boys. Um, maybe if the destruction gets bad enough, you get like that six star level, like military attention, like, Hey, quit tearing the city down. And like that literally prevents you from being able to go ham. Um, Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot well, of room for creativity. Like, I mean, if you're going to be able to do X, Y, Z in game, and GTA is all about destroying... Uh, I mean, GTA is mayhem. <laughs> but you have kind of have bumpers around the mayhem you can cause, you know? Yeah. I think they could do better. I think buildings should be more destructible um, just because of all the stuff you can pull. Uh, maybe more interior. I think that's something we discussed in a podcast or two ago. That yeah. Maybe more interiors. Actually, that might have been right after a podcast. Um, it'd Basically, be interesting to see a lot more interiors and uh, even aspects around them. Like, there's little things you can do in a GTA game. Like, more interiors and then simple, like a racketeering operation. Instead of robbing a gas station, you could say, hey, Pay me, and I'll protect you now. And then, boom, you now got old-school territorial mafia gang stuff. I mean, beyond just GTA, though, just as a general rule, pretty much every game that has an urban environment, you access maybe, if you're lucky, like 10% of it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so just more fleshed-out cities and towns, to me, would be a big improvement for open-world games. Because I I don't know about you, but I'm always most excited to be like, oh, there's a town, oh, there's a city or whatever, right? And you get into it, and then, you know, it's really cool for, like, an hour tops, and then you've kind of seen everything. Mm -hmm. And mostly it's closed doors you can't open. And even in games that are very open world, um, in terms of being able to enter all the buildings and stuff like that, man... A lot of the times, there's not many buildings to go into. Think about Skyrim. I was just going to say where Skyrim. Where is three buildings. buildings. Yeah, it's but... Like, mm-hmm. th- th- this, this isn't a town. Or Pokemon is a particularly egregious offender, but I know we don't look to Pokemon for anything in terms of quality or attention to detail, so I'll just... Not anymore. Withhold from that. Um, someone did say in the chat that Pokemon does honor like the weather system, which is cool to hear. Yeah, Pokemon Go specifically. Um, But even, you know, Pokemon games do. When it's night in your time zone, it's night in the game, which is why they make you set your clock at the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. I always thought that was very weird. I was like, I mean, I like those little details. Some people will hate it, but like, I say lean into it even more. Let's say a Pokemon, like a ghost type Pokemon, only comes out. Like, what is that time of night they say is like the devil's hour or something like that? It's like midnight 2 or 3 in the morning. To 1 what o'clock? Is I, I would think it would be, isn't it midnight to 1 o'clock? Maybe, yeah. So let's say you can only catch a certain type of Pokemon between midnight and 1 o'clock. Yes, that'll be a problem for these kids staying up late at night playing this video game. But I'll tell you what, that'll be a childhood memory. That time everyone stayed up at midnight to catch this ghost type Pokemon that's only in the cemetery between this hour and this hour. Now that would be cool. I, I... I'm with you there. I see why some people wouldn't like it, but like, if if you're still dedicated to Pokemon at this point, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't want to turn this into a time trash Pokemon. Um, 
I'm just saying, like any game, if any I'll, game, I'll did try that, and refrain. Like I would, lo- like like I would love to see more of that, um, or even if maybe, uh, like we have battle royale numbers, so we know we can do up to a hundred people. And there's some games. There's one game. I don't even know if it's coming out still, but it's called Mavericks. And uh, they were promising up to a thousand person battle royale. In 10,000 uh, in a city at a time. Yeah, now, as far as I understand, the development of that game is on, on Halt, I think they say. Uh, but <laughs> Because that's, who, that's who insane. Knows if it, yeah, exactly. Well, who knows if they ever, ever un-Halt, but, you know, eh. Uh, if, but yeah. if that were possible, that would be mind-boggling to me. Like, how I, many, just, I love the, I how love many the players idea can fit on a WoW server? Mini. But the... What's the biggest Minecraft server right now of active players at a time? <laughs> okay, actually, um, the Hypixel Minecraft server. I want to see how many people can. Well, I, think I feel like he cracked his knuckles servers. when I asked that question. As soon as I mentioned Minecraft, he's like, I know this. Yeah, hold on. He's been studying for this quiz since he was a wee boy. Well, um, well, he's out. Do you got it? Okay, so it looks like uh, it it has a pseudo official limit of, uh, and this is this is from earlier this year. Um, maybe around forty thousand concurrent players on the High Pixel Minecraft server. But what they do is they subdivide it into different lobby servers, so you're not actually all on the same server. Um, you can be in a lobby for this or a lobby for that, and it just dices it all up so i don't i, so I don't think that's when someone one yeah yeah yeah. i want to so what's the biggest lobby then of what they got oh i have no clue uh i don't know that's 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 dark knowledge that not even the most inquisitive are allowed to stumble across but essentially um, yeah that's what i'd like to see bigger numbers for sure um because in a lot of games it's like 100 people on a server is kind of kind of the upper limit in in um, yeah, a lot there, of like there was one game most games. games I'd say there was one game that did 200 but it went nowhere um planet side I think was another big one planet side's huge but I think it does the same thing that um, I think a lot of um MMOs do Hypixel that. does <laughs> where it kind of kind of subdivides you Would you now, guys um, be opposed to like once you're on a server, like this is the server, like this is the game you play on in like if you want to move off world, they have like kind of like a gamified way to do it. Meaning like if you sign up for XYZ server, these are the people that's in this server. Like you're gonna recognize the same dude. Yeah, that's how a lot of um a lot of MMOs work where basically there's like a I I can't remember what various ones call them, but basically there's like one you you have to pick from basically different servers or batches of servers and you make a character on that one and that's the one that that character's on and you know there'll be like a max of like two per server slash batch of. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So that's already been, been happening for a while. Yeah. Um, um go on. Well just because I'm thinking of um 
again, you'd want to be able to have a lot of people signed in at once, but then what's the max size of these servers? Because, uh, look, the console's always going to have a smaller number. Like, let's say Battlefield on console will be 60, so it's 30 versus 30, but then on PC, it'll be 50 versus 50 to make 100, you know? Okay. I want, I hope the next console generation will have it to where they're going to be able to reach 100 now. And then PC is like, fine, we'll show you up because we got to be better than you in every way. And then PC just goes bigger. Um, I mean, that's a different possibility and even... Because even in GTA, GTA, you really, if I remember correctly, like on PlayStation, it's really like only like 12 people at a time. No, you can definitely get more than that, um, but it's not... It, well, I'm like, talking about on console. What about on PC? Ah, uh, okay. On PC, um, a lot of times you load into a game and there's maybe like 10, 20 people on the server, but it is possible to get in service with quite a lot of people. Normally just after... Uh, or basically, if I remember correctly, normally just after hackers got a bunch of people on that server in particular uh, to drop blowing up cars on them hacks to be an ass <laughs> but uh yeah wonderful it is possible um and not just in those circumstances you, you do end up in pr- pretty big lobbies uh sometimes yeah i'm seeing um from a quick google search it's saying just around 24 are you sure i mm, okay i i seem to remember being able to be in bigger ones than that yeah um, some of these yeah. links are from 2015 so i'm sure they've updated um one thing I would say, though, is is if, because uh, for Battle Royales, it's one thing to up the numbers, right? Because, well, what's that going to do? Eh, basically, you're going to run into more people and have more conflicts. And so that's that's cool. That's good, right? Um, but for a game like GTA, where it's open world online, but not explicitly trying to force people together into combat, um, I think the natural uh, pairing for, incre- you know, like, especially drastically increasing the number of people on, on servers is going to be increasing the size of the maps, which is another mm-hmm. thing that I would honestly like to see going forward with open world games. Um, and I'd even like to see, you know, for a game that's been around as long as GTA, I mean, I've said before many times on the podcast, I really like exploring open worlds. I would like to see games be willing to add new areas like open world games because mm-hmm. i mean i remember mmos doing this you know uh like rift back in the day they they added like entire new like realms and stuff um and why a game like gta or, or similar couldn't do that i, I don't really see any reason yeah there know? was a game way back when uh called driver and if anyone is old enough to play that um you lived in truly blessed gaming times because that game was awesome um the thing they did that was interesting, because I never even expected, like, it was a big deal when this happened, because back then, on these games, uh, there was, like, the one world, and that was it. Like, like it was, like, an open world thing. Like, you were in one city, the game was set in this city. But I think it was Driver 2, or it could have been the first one, that there comes a point in the story where you're chasing this person down to arrest them, and you got to get them before they make it to the airport. You inevitably aren't able to catch them. And then they get on the plane to Miami or whatever. And then in the next load screen, 
Because mind you, it was not advertised that you could do this. But the next load screen, it says you were taking a flight to Miami. And then all of a sudden, you have a whole new open world. So that would be like kind of the first moment you did in Red Dead Redemption. You went from the U.S. and you rode over to the border to Mexico. You're like, what, we got all this Mexico to play in now? Um, That's pretty cool. GTA could easily be doing that with their various city settings. And you, the gimmick, the gamified way is that so you don't have to drive to it and make it all one thing and you have to deal with the load screen. Just do an animation of you getting on a flight and then you load up the new city. Like instead of showing us like those drawings that we all, it's a meme now on how long the load screen is, you know, just have the animation playing that your guy's getting on a flight show However, it's going to be like seven, ten minutes to load it, right? But just show <laughs> cinematic shots of the plane and the landing and your dude coming out of the airport. And then as soon as your dude kind of gets past like the the boarding pass area or whatever, or like he gets his baggage, boom, you got control of the player. And now you're in New York City again. Like, I I'm think that's what GTA should do going forward. Like GTA 6, the 6 should mean we got six cities in this game now. Ooh. And when with GTA, and I think with a lot of games, I mean, like obviously GTA is mostly urban in terms of setting, but you could totally travel to like some resort island in the Bahamas, you know, and that would be a perfectly fine setting. Mm-hmm. You could still do plenty of crazy stuff. I like the uh, idea and- that the next update to uh, to GTA is just going to be adding that one dead or alive game that takes place on an island. Oh yeah. Um- you said dead or alive, and I immediately thought Dead Island, and I realized that we were talking about two very, very, very different games. Different games. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just remembering uh, the Game Crumps from when I was a kid, man. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, so anyway. with open world games, do you? And this is open to the chat as well. Do you want to see bigger open world games, or smaller, more detailed open world games? It depends on what is given, because. For instance, in Skyrim, I would be fine if Skyrim was smaller and more detailed, Mm -hmm. just because besides the fast travel, which I'm not a fan of in a lot of open world games, because I think it's kind of like we didn't want to include a better way to quickly travel. Um, The horses are so slow. If I have to walk even further to get anywhere, oh my goodness. No, forget it. Forget it. But if it's a game like GTA, where vehicles are kind of a massive part of it i would definitely like them to be bigger um and especially one of my problems with rust which has i think like the the highest server in rust is like 300 concurrent players possible maybe 250 is that it needs to be bigger so that not everybody is concentrated in one little area so there's there's a lot of games where bigger is better unless you're on foot and more detailed um ghost of tsushima did a lot of great stuff around biomes and like I thought it was like maybe twelve because I mean there was twelve really memorable ones. There was actually forty different biomes, and if you have a big enough map, there's no reason why you can't have all those many biomes and stuff. And it would be interesting to see with a game like Rust, how like the advantages or disadvantages if you set up home base in this biome versus that one, for instance. You know. Hmm. Um. Go. Yeah. I think one uh, 
like the key thing to me and and like including with like biomes right is just uh if they're gonna get smaller they have to get denser by which i mean like there has to be more detail and it has to be like meaningful right mm-hmm. like not just oh the tree branches are are you know procedurally generated Ooh, isn't that cool like you know if i'm walking through a city um i you know like gta you know it's cool okay people walk past on on talking on their cell phone right but you know after you play the game for a couple hundred hours you've kind of heard everything they can say on the cell phone right why is that like the only thing and and old ladies getting their purse uh purse snatched those are like the only things i i really remember happening on the street in in gta whereas you could have so many more things happening you you could have like simple things just like food stalls and and so on right um and wasn't that in gta 4 eat my hot potentially um but i think it was like i just i think uh cities being almost like the the ultimate example of this as a problem um including with just like how much of them are not accessible it's like a lot of our open worlds are feel very puffed up almost right um but there's not very much content per like square meter or whatever and the thing about biomes in in games is that um I mean GTA had different biomes, right? They had like the more deserty uh deserty area and mm-hmm. like you go to the really far north, I think, of the island and it gets uh kind of like mountainy and, and there's like a logging place and everything. Um and that's all all well and good, except for it's just uh aesthetic, you know? It's it's just visual, right? And it'd be interesting to see, like you're saying, if they applied biomes in such a way that they actually meant something and the environments meant more, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm um, like, if there was some reason, like, okay, like, if you're in a swamp, it, you're going to have to have the proper vehicles to be getting in and out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, make it to where you can't just take, like, your Honda Civic-looking car in GTA and just ride it through the swamp. You're going to need to get a Jeep <laughs> or something, you know? Or maybe even a boat. I don't know. I kind of like the Honda Civic Swamp Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> Um, things like that, or like if if you're gonna live off in the um, if you want to live off in the boonies or whatever, well, you're not gonna have as many available ready resources to grab, you know. And so, but hey, like you're also not gonna get attacked, but you're also not gonna be able to, like, if you do get attacked out in the boonies, um, you're not gonna have an easy store access to like buy more ammunition or something like that. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, me personally, I was just looking at uh, the size of Red Dead Redemption 2, because I didn't like how they did the fast travel around that, and, um, because essentially you, even, like, like they tried to give you a spot to where if you go out in the wilderness and just set up camp, then you can fast travel, but if you're close enough to a road, they're like, people are around you, you can't set up camp here, it's like, Literally no one is around me right now. What are you talking about? Let me set up camp so I can fast travel. And when I kind of timed it, of like how much time does it take to go off-road, deep enough off-road into the wilderness, set up camp, go through the animation, then go through the menu to fast travel, I might as well just ride my horse there. You know, as far as like... Go on. Go on. Um, as far as like fast traveling, um, cause that does seem to be, I mean, like I can, I can see that being a real pain, right? 
Um, and and it is something that's sort of difficult to implement well. With right? no load because screens, fast travel will indeed be fast travel, though. So, like, that's a big difference. That's that's fair. But, you know, you are endlessly seeing mods to, like, remove fast travel cause it, or, or to, like, modify it. Um, because I, I feel like you have to implement it with, like, a pretty good balance so that basically you don't... You, you actually experience the world, I think, is, like, what a lot, a lot of people... The reason a lot of people like disable fast travel in a game is because they mm-hmm. want to actually feel like they're traversing through a world, right? Um, and I was thinking about it and and the biomes thing because another issue you see with biomes is is like completely unnatural transitions, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's desert here and we're in you know the Pacific Northwest, right? Um, and I there there are certain games that have basically multiple. Sp- like relatively small but not anything to scoff at per se um open worlds right like uh the big example i can think of off the top of my head is metro exodus right and as you pro- uh, progress through that game you progress from like one little open world to uh to the next right as you move through the story um but i'd like to see or i think one way that you could do uh this that it, it would be interesting is basically that um rather than having like a a really really big map uh that you needed to fast travel around and it sort of got weird and and sort of broke immersion basically you could have multiple smaller maps and then you basically like drove your car onto the highway or the interstate rather Mm -hmm. and then like basically choose to fast travel to from uh from like one of these little open worlds or medium-sized open worlds to another that's actually that's actually a really smart way in my opinion as like again, that can serve as a load screen animation. Um, like maybe you can't intricately drive on the highway, but uh, or maybe you can still. I'm sure they have the technology, because um, something like No Man's Sky, that's actually the trick. Like once I realized, I'm like, oh, that's how you have millions of planets because you really just have them down to lobbies of like four to five planets, and then before we fly to them you make us go through this quote-unquote hyperdrive thing when really it's just a load sequence while they give time the planet to load all of its assets and properties. Mm-hmm. Because once you get close enough, like as, because when you're flying through, you actually don't really see the planet getting closer. It's just an effect of like things wishing by you. And then all of a sudden, oh, now the wishing is slowing down because you're getting closer because we've loaded the planet now. Now you can fly in. Um, you can kind of do that with the highway effect of just you're going to get on the highway to get to these next regions. That would be kind of smart. Um, better to do than like the biome stuff. Because like Red Dead Redemption, for instance. They do a pretty good job for the most part. The game is 29 square miles. But there would be times where I'm coming down from the snowy mountain. And you can clearly see where they drew the line where the snow stops. And it's like you just turn around, and it's like no snow is allowed there. It's That's a like, no snow zone. Well, well, you turn around, and it's like it definitely looks like mid January, right behind me. And then you turn back back around. It's like it's spring. What's going on? Um, mm-hmm. And so they could have done a lot better job with that. Ghost of Tsushima, that game is only eleven square miles, but they got forty biomes in there, and they have it placed in such a way that it feels natural. And in, as far as open world goes, 
things are just far enough from each other that I'm talking it takes 15 seconds between areas where you're off to the next thing or activity to do stuff. And so I think one kind of trade-off that you have to consider is that although with a lot of things like like Minecraft and general procedural world generation, Mm -hmm. um, for a story-based game, it's very difficult to have procedurally generated anything. Um, I can't think of a single game that's story-based and procedurally generated. So there is kind of a trade-off in terms of depth of content and breadth. That's a weird word to pronounce Breath, of yeah. of the world, you know. So it it would be cool to have it bigger, but I'm not sure it works for everything. Yeah, there's a lot of big games out there. I don't even know if you guys have heard of some of them. Um, so I thought Red Dead Redemption Two was pretty big, pretty big deal, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed um, Odyssey I knew was pretty big because, like, I was on the first island. And I'm like, this pretty much feels like a whole game map. And then I only find like that that's like level one of like 12 different sections. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is 91 square miles. Now, it had a lot of strengths, but ninety. But uh, how much of that is uh, water in the 91 square miles? And then uh, you have stuff like, well, sorry, before I move on, even though odyssey had 91 square miles you would have buildings in different regions that looked exactly the same so it wasn't really biome changes all that much except for i think you pull up to sparta at one point and they did a little extra attention to that because it's sparta and mm-hmm. then um you have just jump in the pit for fun just cause three 400 square miles and uh they're not lying i remember getting in i remember still in the helicopter and um, flying and flying and flying and being like, oh, I'm like, this is going to be like a 30-minute flight in real life. And then I looked <laughs> at it, what it takes. Like, like I look, there was um, there's a helicopter company in real life that, like, will, it's, it's like Uber, but helicopter. And I was, like, looking up the same distances. I'm like, oh, this is, like, in real time. Like, if it's 30-minute flight in real life, you're going to be flying for 30 minutes in-game. Because this is actually 400 square miles. Um, they weren't doing any loading screen trick. They were like, yeah, it's going to take that long. Um, but like how how actually dense was that 400 well, square miles? Well, that's the thing. A lot of it still was kind of realistic though. Because if I'm flying over a forest, like you don't expect to have much in that forest. And mm-hmm. so, but there's also not a lot to do in it because it's a forest in a video game. It's not like and, you're going to start building a log cabin out there, but it was interesting when, again, I was playing early game, went to this helicopter, went to this space that I clearly should not be at unless it was the end game, but I went through a lot to get this helicopter. So I'm going to use it. Um, they flipped out that I was in the helicopter hovering over their base. So they sent their best at me. My helicopter crashes and I'm running through those same woods. I was just, just telling you about. And I'm like, eventually I'm going to come to the street, right? Nope, this is about 20 miles of woods and I'm running on foot. And it kind of made it exciting because I was like, like there's been entire movies based around just being chased in the woods. 
And yeah. here I am getting chased in the woods. And like, I, I'm here to tell you now, like that gaming moment stuck with me just because they went through the trouble of made really dense woods that went on forever. I, th- I think it is good to keep in mind, though, that at a certain point, I think having a world that was too big would be annoying. If I had to travel, like just straight traveling for two hours to reach an in-game location for a quest. Yeah, that's not happening. That's a desert bus experience, and I am not a fan. Well, I felt that way already. I was getting annoyed with Red Dead Redemption just because sometimes just getting to the fast travel thing was stupid. Like, I should be able to just go to the menu, go to the map, and then pick where I want to go, you know? One of the the biggest, like, offenders of this sort of huge map with nothing to do that i can remember is that ghost recon wildlands Mm -hmm. right i mean i i don't forget that game came out (laughs) um i don't remember exactly what the score mileage was supposed to be but i mean it was a a very big map right with tons and tons of biomes mostly just separated by mountains basically and like environmentally they did a a pretty good job you know um Mm -hmm. like they felt cool environmentally you know relatively immersive and everything but there'd be a massive massive area that they had introduced and ultimately there wasn't there was only one thing to do which is basically just to go around to different enemy strongholds and shoot some people you know and it just honestly why you know like what's the point so i think the consensus is um just smaller maps more detailed more detailed at the least and smaller if they need to be to make that work you know yeah um i'm seeing final fantasy 15 was 700 square miles oh my goodness i don't remember that okay warcraft i presume it's it's massive um yeah mmos are kind of a different beast because a lot of mmos in my opinion are filler content well yeah the There's thing, a lot the of thing just is, grind quests. Yeah, exactly. Um, would you believe it that World of Warcraft, according to this, is 80 square miles? I I would find that surprising. Yeah, it seems it seems a lot bigger. But maybe there's a lot more to do, and so that's why it seems bigger. Um, hey, fair enough. The crew um, is 1,900 square miles. Yeah, but... I, how much of that is worth playing? I, I think that might be that the amount of the, the area that you cover is 1,900 square miles, but I don't think, I think it's scaled down 1,900 square miles. Right? Then they wouldn't be sense? calling it 1,900 square miles. I see what you're saying. Okay. But I, I, have, I have trouble believeling that. Let, that seems, let's that seems assume insane. they're speaking the truth, but how much of it is meaningful 1,900 square miles? Because like mm. this literally could just be highway for the crew. And then fuel was 5,600 square miles. That was a game yeah, see. that came out on PS3. Now, how big I is have... a Euro Truck Simulator? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If it was big enough, I, I guess they would have showed it here. But, um, like, the crew, it's like a minimalized version of the United States. So, like, mm-hmm. imagine the cities, but the stuff in between, it's not as much there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess getting away from like size, because um, I think we kind of agree that bigger isn't necessarily better. Um, I think 
basically it comes down to what we can agree on is like um i don't know how how would you sum it up like sort of more detailed more dense like immersive environments right for open world games um and i know that the audio technology is is supposed to be better for this generation yeah yeah that's a lot of what i'm seeing i'm sure that's going to actually going to spawn genre new genres or really heighten certain genres like horror games mm-hmm. i'm already seeing some small stuff i think that game is like phasmophobia or whatever that some yeah. of the um hijinks that ensue just with the proximity chat you know yeah and maybe mm-hmm. more games that usually you wouldn't expect proximity chat in you'll be able to have now um where it's usually like you'll see that in maybe smaller games that just have more room to like do proximity chat where other bigger games it's big enough that they're like like they they kind of um shadow over the fact that they're not going to give you nice things like proximity chat you got all these other nice things so just deal with that you know mm-hmm. at least that's the way it feels for me for some of these games um but yeah maybe that'll become a, a, a norm a standard you know go from there now it looks like we are coming to a close on today's podcast uh again with the PlayStation 5 and Xbox, there's little things here and there that um, I'm hearing some heating issues with Xbox, some storage issues with PlayStation. Uh, it doesn't seem as a vibrant as a launch as generations past. Maybe everyone's just gone PC Master Race. I don't know. But uh, some things to note is I, don't, I haven't heard this from Xbox yet, but PlayStation, um, there will not be availability in store you will have to order online. So just know that you will have to order online. And then depending on the store, they'll let you come pick it up that day. Uh, that may make things susceptible to uh, scalpers and resellers. So just be on the lookout for that. I know some stores already have a countdown ticker to say when you can buy it, but just know that launch days, the kind of era of like waiting out in front of the store, like for the video game launch or console launch, they're not doing that this time around because of COVID. So that's something that kind of makes sense. If you have been looking to buy one of these consoles and then, um, yeah, I mean, Xbox doesn't really have any launch games. There's not much to talk about there. PlayStation, its main launch games are going to be Spider-Man, Miles Morales, um, Godfall. And then of course, Cyberpunk. But that's not until actually not on launch. It's December now because they just, you know, we went through that last time. So yeah, that being said, anybody get anybody got anything before we go? Uh, a Demon Souls remake is also PS Five launch, which looks pretty pretty cool. looks looks very smooth. Pretty snazzy, pretty smooth. Snazzy, not just HD turned up. No, fair enough. I, I, I don't <laughs> think so. Maybe it is. Well, you said it's smooth. I'm gonna trust you. Well, again, guys, thanks for being with us today in the chat. We greatly appreciate it. It's always a welcome here. And we hope to see you guys next week. If you're listening to this on Spotify, we do this live on twitch.tv slash heavyshelf. And you'll be able to find all of our relevant links, heavyshelf.com and our Discord, where you can talk to the people who write for heavyshelf.com or just other like-minded gamers. All of those links can be found in the panels below 
on twitch.tv slash heavy shelf. Follow us on Twitter for announcements. Um, we also send out content through Facebook as well. But again, all those panels can be found on twitch.tv slash heavy shelf. Come join us every week, 2 p.m. Eastern. See you again next time.